All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, good news, Lucas is back, and we're joined by Gage from the Knights of Degradation Podcast. We're going to sit down and talk about Friday the 13th Part 2, which is the episode Gage chose in our fan poll contest back in July. So this is either going to be a really awesome episode or it could be an absolute train wreck. I don't know, but hey, check us out either way. So uh, Couch Potato Podcast. Friday the 13th, part two, coming up right now. The body count continues. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. The day you count on for terror is not over. Friday the 13th. Part two, rated R. All right, welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. I'm Russ, and uh, after a uh, one-week vacation from the show, Lucas is back. Lucas, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's good to see you after a couple weeks, man. Yeah, it has been. I mean, I know you don't like good movies, but... Well, I do. Just good movies. All right, well, you're going to anger all seven people listening to the show. (laughs) All right, well, this week uh, we ran a contest about a month ago, month and a half ago, where we uh, asked you, the listener, to uh, leave us a review. And if you left us a review, you told us we were going to draw your name out of a hat and you could have won an opportunity to pick uh, a future episode. Of course, as popular as we are, we only had two people leave us reviews. So we decided to let both of them win because that's what kind of people we are. Fairness. Good job, Lucas. So, uh, <laughs> Gage from the Knights of Degradation podcast uh, picked Friday the 13th Part 2, which is the episode we're doing tonight, and I guess it's kind of appropriate with it being Halloween, don't you think? I do. I think it's a yeah, very, great choice. I mean, October, scary stuff. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's a good call. Um, Gage is actually going to be joining us tonight, so... Uh, Gage, welcome aboard. Uh, hopefully your internet connections are good and we'll at least uh, get through this episode. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? I'm glad to be here. I know it's only been about a month or so since I was last on the uh, on the show, but it's always good to it's always good to be in good company. So, all right. Well, I know we tried this once before. I'll just save the the joke I had for the last time. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm actually afraid to even ask anything because last time I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is our second attempt at this episode. Uh, Gage was having internet issues, and it seemed like it decided to take a shit when I'd ask him a certain question. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, before we kick off, uh, as I said, Gage is uh, one of the hosts of the Knights of Degradation podcast. So, uh, Gage, want to tell our listeners uh, a little bit about your show and what uh, do you guys have coming up here in the next uh, few weeks? Yeah. Um, so I'm one-fourth of the Knights of Degradation, which is an actual play podcast. Um, we play D&D, um, and we record ourselves playing D&D, going through a sort of uh, adventure um, that uh, our buddy Cole uh, has created for us. Um, nothing is scripted. We have no idea what's going to happen. Um, you learn as, as we do really. Um, so, um, coming pretty soon, we've got, um, hopefully if all things go well, 
Um, we should be having our next themed week, uh, which will be uh, based around Hunt a Killer, which is our um, our sponsor that we have, um, which is pretty appropriate seeing as it's uh, October and starting to get into the spooky month and whatnot. Yeah, Hunt a Killer in October makes much more sense than Hunt a Unicorn. Yeah, right, for sure. Um, so, uh, where can, uh, what's the Hunter Killer game about? Uh, so Hunt a Killer is a, a true crime board game where you and, um, however many friends you want to get together, um, basically has a, a box that comes in the mail and you open it up and it's got a bunch of prompts and stuff like that that you, um, look for and, you know, try and find the red herrings and, you know, what's, what's important, what isn't. And you basically, uh, hunt down a, a killer and, um, you know, it's, it's a monthly subscription box. So, um, they usually do it in seasons, which uh, is usually about five boxes to a season. Okay. Um, now where can, uh, people go to check out hunt a killer? Like if they want to subscribe uh, to the box. You can find it at huntakiller.com, uh, and if you go there, you can put in our promo code, which is Knights20, and get yourself uh, a little bit extra um, off of your first box. See, look, if Lucas and I, if anything else, if we don't provide you entertaining content, we at least give you the opportunity to save money on an awesome game. So, mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> we so, are pretty amazing in that way. Yeah, so, I mean, we're like, we're like the coupon clippers of the podcasting game. Hey, that works. <laughs> All right. So uh, now anybody can find the the Knights of Degradation podcast wherever they get podcasts. Are you guys on certain feeds? Um, so our, most of our listeners come in from like iTunes and Spotify, but you can find us on Audible as well as, you know, through our, our direct link, which is uh, knights.fm. Um, you can really listen to us anywhere that podcasts can be found to be honest with you. Awesome. Well, like I said, like I wasn't big into the audio drama game, uh, podcast until you guys started yours. Cause I want to be a good friend and support my friends. Uh, but I really got into it, man. Like I just, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I'm big into like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff. And like, yeah, you guys really, guys hit a home run with that show plus you got a sponsor so you guys must be doing something good <laughs> well we we really try our hardest uh i, I know it's uh, coming up on your guys this one year anniversary you guys started around the same time we did so i just want to go ahead and say uh congratulations to well, you guys well thank you and uh like i said earlier uh, i think since you guys are getting a one-year anniversary uh you guys are hitting that plateau i think cole should buy you guys promise rings <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure that he that he that uh, when he listens to this episode, we'll, um, uh, I'll make sure he, that that happens. <laughs> or at least cheap flowers and, like, the heart-shaped box of candy. Well, hey, that works, too. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, I will ask you this question again, and hopefully this doesn't cause your internet connection to go out. So, uh, out of all – how many Friday the 13th movies are there now? Like, is there 11, if you count yeah, Freddy none- versus Jason? Not including uh, fan films and whatnot, uh, there are... Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Including Freddy vs. Jason, there's there's 12. Oh, 12. Uh, Shit. Yeah, 12. Oh, I don't count that shitty remake, though. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm just not... I don't know. It just I'm not a fan of the remakes. Like, 
I have only found one horror remake. Well, maybe a few, but like my favorite Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I love that one, but Dawn of the Dead is the only good Zack Snyder movie, and you can quote me on that. Oh shit! Take that to the bank. <laughs> um, but I did want to ask you, uh, out of the uh, all the Friday the Thirteenth films, why did you choose Part Two as the episode you wanted to do with us? I think part two, other than uh, the original, is the most unique in styling. Um, Jason is still a human in uh, in this one, right? And he's uh, he's human in the first three. Um, but it, there's something about killers in horror movies showing a form of you know human emotion that just kind of adds a little bit to it. And there's scenes in this in in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two which just really kind of humanize him a little bit, and I think they're just really funny. Um, Everything else after that, he gets his iconic hockey mask, and I think it's just a really smart idea to have him, you know, in his own iconic style for uh, his for his for his debut movie. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask. Uh, you kind of touched on a good point. I was asking, like, why after this movie, the first one came out a little over forty years ago, if my math is right, and it may not be. I'm not a math whiz. I can't pronounce people's names half the time, and I'm also not good at math, so. <laughs> If I'm off on the years, uh, please forgive me. But uh, why, after 40 years, do you think uh, Jason's still so popular in pop culture? I mean, he's still a pretty iconic horror movie character. I mean, I still see Halloween costumes of him all the time around my neighborhood every year. So I'll uh, ask you first, Lucas. Why do you think Jason is still so popular after all this year, all this time? Well, I think uh, I think you touched on it, the uh, the Halloween marketing aspect of it. You know, he's, it's such a simple costume. It's a hockey mask and, like, you know, just normal clothes, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much, you know, replicate him and then uh, a machete. That's mm-hmm. your, that, then you got the Jason look. So I think, I think that enables it to continue and, uh, you know, be a, a costume for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think clever marketing, really. Yeah. Well, what about you, Gage? What do you think uh, has caused uh, Jason to endure after all this time? Uh, I think part of it is um, how versatile the story is. Because, you know, when when Friday the 13th first came out um, and the first movie being about Pamela, um, they initially wanted to um, make the whole story about... um, you know, the the legend of Jason Voorhees rather than actually telling the story about, uh, you know, what Jason was up to. And I think that um, just the absolute sheer brutality and, like, unapologetically gore-fest that these movies can sometimes turn out to be. Um, and just kind of fest. Yeah, just kinds of just kind of etches him into people's mind, you know. I mean, the kills may blur together and whatnot as as the years go on, but like like Lucas was saying, the um the fact that he's got such an iconic look to him is like key for uh for a slasher villain to survive. Yeah, well, I also too think that uh, if you think about like the iconic. Uh horror movie characters of our time, I'd say like, I would say the big four is probably Freddy, Jason, uh, Michael Myers, and I don't know, maybe Leatherface. But uh, to me, um, Jason always has kind of appealed to me because he seems to be like 
you were saying earlier, like the most human of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he kind of just had a, a really shitty run at life. And like no one really helped him out when he was drowning. So he decides he's just going to fucking take revenge. And he just never got over that. Mm-hmm, and I mean, sure. I, and I think that like, I think everybody's been fucked over at one time or another. And you just never really get over it. I've never thought about killing anybody because somebody, <laughs> I don't know, decides they don't want to go to like see a movie with me or something. But, you know, everyone's been like screwed over by, you know, people before and it, it hurts your feelings. And I think that like, that to me kind of makes him more human than like Freddie is just very sadistic. Just like, I just, he just was thirsty for blood. Just wanted to kill people after they, they found out he was a piece of shit human being and they burned him in the boiler room. Well, the fun thing about, um, the fun thing about slashers is that they kind of capitalize on, um, natural fears. mm -hmm. Um, Jason is, uh, encapsulates the, fear of uh you know open water and like lakes and stuff like that granted he um he created the fear of like the woods and uh you know open water and that sort of stuff well you know lakes and 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 camps and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but he really sort of uh encapsulated the uh the, the sort of like ghost story aesthetic that that they're kind of going for just like freddy kind of uh is um encapsulating the fear of like nightmares and uh leatherface is like people being scared of you know the south as a whole and and, and um we love and, you our southern listeners but <laughs> right and and michael we're myers afraid ca- of you yeah and michael myers capitalizes on like uh the fears of like you know what could what your neighbor could be doing next door, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that that's that's definitely uh, another key factor for sure. Yeah, those are good points, very good points. I'm uh, a little partial to Michael Myers myself because I just feel like he's evil incarnate. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Jason would be my number two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll uh, wrap uh, this up and get into the categories. What do you guys say? That was good. Let's do it. All right. The Tale of the Tape. This movie was released on May the 1st, 1981. Stars Adrian King, Amy Steele, John Fury. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. I guess leave it up to me to fuck up a name in an episode. And Betsy Palmer. Uh, This was directed by Steve Miner. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score uh, 27% from critics and 48% from audiences. Actually, this scored better than last week's episode, Dirty Work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's such bullshit. They, yeah. they deserves hundreds across the board. <laughs> well, you have to take it up with uh, the newspapers and well, shit, I bet half these people are fucking dead anyways. That's the first thing I'm doing when I get a time machine I, going back, forcing these people to change the score. I thought you were going to like handwrite a bunch of letters. That's usually if I want to get something done, I handwrite a letter. Cause that means I've, I mean business. You guys need Strongly to change Strongly worded email. <laughs> Strongly worded email. I'm going to write you an email, all caps. <laughs> there you go. Get the point across. They can't miss it. It's capital letters. Um, the box office of this was $21.7 million on a uh, million and, and a quarter budget. So it was like 1.25, somewhere in the neighborhood. Uh, no awards were won for this. And then uh, you can stream this on Pluto TV. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually do, like, horror movie channels, like, during the Halloween season, so I'm sure they probably got a Friday the 13th 
channel. Because I mean, add all the, we they need to add all the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies to Shutter. Not 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 enough good shit on Shutter. No, Shutter's kind of weak. And uh, I don't know if you've listened to recent episodes of us, but uh, Lucas and I have been very disappointed by the fact that Paramount Plus doesn't seem to put their fucking iconic movies on there. Right, no kidding. It's like, why fucking have a service? It's like, okay, <laughs> we're just going to be Star Trek and uh, Yellowstone and Paw Patrol. It's just, it's just a delivery service for SpongeBob. Yeah, well, uh, my house, uh, it's pretty much Paw Patrol all the time. So, yeah, it's... Lucky I dog. See what I did there? <laughs> All right, we'll uh, dive into the William Somerset Research Corner since this is a Friday the 13th episode, not a Paw Patrol episode. We can do that if you guys want later on. I'm down. <laughs> I, I ride all day for rubble. Um, all right, uh, Lucas, uh, what kind of fun facts do you have for everybody this evening? So I found this one a little weird, but I've seen it in a couple different places I did research. When Jenny is under the bed towards the end trying to hide from Jason, um, it actually wasn't her peeing her pants, which is what I and everyone else thought. Apparently it's the rat peeing, which makes uh, no sense. That makes no sense at all. Well, no, because, I mean, like, the amount of piss coming out from under that bed, it's like that rat just drunk like a big gulp from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, after you showed me your notes earlier, I was like, there's no fucking way that rat let loose like that. Dude, I'm telling you, I found it on two different uh, websites. Man, that rat pissed like a grown-ass man. <laughs> and tried to get a bitch killed. Yeah. Uh, what um, else you got, dude? So, uh... You know, at the end, which, by the way, if you haven't seen this yet, it's what, 40 years old. Yeah, we're past the point of spoilers. You can spoil away. So all the actors, after they read the script, um, nobody's really sure if Paul died at the end. Nobody has any idea. Mm -hmm. So that mystery has yet to be solved, whether Paul is dead or not. Damn. That's, <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah, yeah I just I mean, went off the pretense he was. It, it seems like he was, because he wasn't around, but it's never expressly stated, and nobody really knows. So, uh, there, that's almost like a uh, an unsolved mystery, too. Mm -hmm. Well, um, maybe we'll try to solve that later on. There we go. I think we did. I think he's pretty dead. Yeah, he dead but. as fuck. <laughs> Homeboy gone. He gone. Uh, <laughs> um, so there was an alternate ending for this where it had, uh, at the end where it zooms in on uh, Mrs. Voorhees' head that's sitting in that creepy fucking shanty in the middle of the woods. Um, it had her smiling and winking at the camera. You know, when I watched which, it last night, I was expecting that to happen. I think that's kind of Mandela effect because I think I've seen that before. Mm. I swear I've seen that before. Yeah, I read it's never been released though. So, uh, oh yeah, there's a ton crazy. of like extra footage from this lying around. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, you have a fact about that, Russ, that you'll get into. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but Lucas, you got anything else for us? Yep, I got one more. Right. Um, a total of nine people were killed in this movie. That's it? That's it. 
that's kind of rookie numbers for Jason. Well, I, I think it's the fact that, uh, you know, he's just getting started. He's kind of getting his feet wet. I mean, like, if, you know. Well, sure he hasn't, hasn't practiced his swing yet. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like, he's not efficient. You know, like, you, know <laughs> yeah. you, you start, like, if you get a job as, like, a, a steak cook at a, a restaurant, I mean, you're probably not going to be pumping out, like, 10, you know, A-plus steaks right away either. It's like you got to work your way to it. <laughs> right. Um, Gage, do you have any fun facts about Friday the 13th Part Deux? I have a few off the top of my head. Um, so one that I know for sure is that um, – so Wes Craven actually shot one of the scenes. I'm pretty sure that it's um, it's the one where, where Jason is having a um, – like a uh, not a flashback, a, a hallucination of um, Pamela in the shack. Uh, Wes Craven actually shot that. Oh no, kidding! Mm-hmm. He did. I did um, not know that. Um, pretty cool. There's not a lot of like Cravenisms in that in that particular scene, but yeah, Eddie, he actually did that. Hmm. Um, That's actually really cool. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition to that, um, Adrian King, the, um, the woman who played Alice in the first movie and who died at the beginning of the movie, um, she actually, the reason she was supposed to play a more prominent role in the series and the first movie or in the second movie, but, um, she was being stalked by an obsessed fan. And so, um, she not only stopped, um, like being involved in that movie after that scene, uh, well, they they of course rewrote the uh, the scene to where she wouldn't you know couldn't be in the movie anymore, but um, she actually quit acting altogether for like fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, go ahead. No, that was really all I had to say. Yeah, uh, I was I have that in my notes too, and actually, uh, I don't blame her. Like, I guess I was reading like some of the shit that this stalker was doing to her. Like he would take photos of her with a Polaroid camera. And then he would like put them under her door in her apartment. Yeah. And it got to the point where she actually, this guy was in her house pointing a gun at her head. Mm hmm. I know it's crazy. It's, it's really sad that actors and actresses have to deal with that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, fucked up just like let people you know let people live <laughs> don't, don't worry about it right that, that's one of the reasons why i i never want to be like famous like that i mean doing the show we're never going to be famous lucas so we might as well just get that out of the way right now but <laughs> oh, nobody's going to take a fucking polaroid of me <laughs> i'm good they've seen this mug not happening <laughs> but uh yeah like i don't know like just the the links people go to to meet like a celebrity just fucking blows my mind. It's like, hey, they're just people like us too, right? Um, I did see that Adrian King eventually went back to work and she became like a stunt woman. I didn't know that. Yeah, she uh, ended up working on um uh, like a bunch of films. She was actually a stunt double on Ghostbusters too. Really, that's cool. Yeah, the original Ghostbusters, not Ghostbusters two. I I met <laughs> two as T O O. All right. Um, I got not a whole lot. Um, this is the first time uh, Jason was the primary antagonist of the the series. Mm-hmm. Um, As quoted by a famous um, 
uh, scream line. Um, I was just, was, I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> that's like the yeah. worst trivia question of all time after you've seen uh-huh. Scream. Yeah, right. Um, this movie was, or the film series itself was supposed to be part of an anthology series. They were going to do it to where like each Friday the 13th was going to be a different story based on the superstition of Friday the 13th. But then after part one became so successful, they decided they were just going to focus on Crystal Lake and the Voorhees family. So that's why um, to kind of add to that. um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. um, To, to add to that, um, they tried to do something different with um, part five when they, uh, when they made Roy Burns, the, the imitation killer Mm -hmm. and people fucking hated that movie. So much they brought Jason back as a like a zombie in um, from the sixth movie onward, and that's where the where the series really starts getting its steam. Mm-hmm. Well, like well, uh, Halloween three was the same way. They tried to right. take that in a different direction, and like I actually don't think Halloween three is that bad as a standalone movie. But it, you know, at that point you've built up enough carte blanche into that title. It's like stick with what works, you know. 100%. They could have called that anything else and it would have been fine. But yeah, it's like it's Halloween. But I want right. I want Michael Myers. Um yeah, so, somehow slowly walking faster than everyone else. That motherfucker deserves to be in the Olympics for that fast walking event. You know, I, no kidding, right? I wonder if the team USA tried to recruit him for track and field. <laughs> he probably would <laughs> Maybe that, everybody. That should though. be the unsolved mystery of the movie. It's like, did Jason try out for the U.S. Olympic team? Because he can walk faster <laughs> than Usain Bolt runs. <laughs> um, 48 seconds of this movie were cut out to avoid an X rating, which oh, later on be- later becomes NC-17. Uh, it involved that uh, scene with uh, Jeff and Sandra where uh, he basically stabs the both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess apparently you can still see a still of that scene on the old VHS uh, box for Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, damn, really? Mm-hmm. I actually saw the picture earlier. Like, of all the shit that's in this movie, I mean, he has a machete, like, stabbed into his shoulder. Like, that's pretty mild, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, I mean, at the time, though, like, that would have been pretty gory. I mean, like, nowadays, it's like, pfft. I seen that on CSI last week. <laughs> what a bitch using a spear to kill people. Um, some, I, yeah, some uh, some trivia of the series as a, as a whole. Um, not necessarily this particular movie, but the um, uh, it's it's said in the comics and in the novelizations of some of the movies that the the sound that's made when Jason comes on scene, the the key 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 mama mama, that's um that's real. That's happening. He's making that sound. Really? Yeah, he's making that sound. And what it's uh, what it's saying is the the first part is him saying uh, it's basically just a um, reverbed revitalization of 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 him echoing his mom's words of saying like kill them all. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what that is. But after um, part six, well. After part four, when uh, when Tommy Jarvis starts coming around, it actually changes from Ma to Ta, which um, basically translates to kill Tommy, essentially, because he becomes his new, like, obsession. Hmm. Are you talking about where he goes, Yep. I always thought they said that that was Jason, kill, 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 kill. That's what I always thought they said. 
that was the sound that yeah so basically it's um if you if you rationalize it in a certain way this is how they meant you to say it was it's it's basically him saying um you know when pamela says uh like killer mommy that sort of thing that's what mm -hmm. he's like echoing so like so so is like ta like a is he actually saying that, or is it like a different language? Or he's he's saying it. Um, okay, so that's it's just uh, reverb like really hard. He doesn't know how to speak. Is the is the thing? So he's like mimicking it. If that's what he what he's heard said, I guess. Okay, yeah, that's... I know. Like, I read that, or I remember in this movie they said something about uh, how he didn't have any friends and he was like homeschooled and mm -hmm. you know, so he was always home with mom and. So he probably, he probably didn't, you know, he probably lacked a little bit of intelligence. Mm -hmm. oh, well, a lot of the series doesn't make fucking sense, so they could tell you just about anything, and he'd be like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got something in Unsolved Mysteries about that. <laughs> I'm sure we all do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last fact I have is the uh, sex scene between Jeff and Sandra was supposed to be longer and include full frontal nudity from actress Marta Kober. But uh, apparently Paramount executives found out that Kober was only 16 years old. I did know that one. So yeah. they had to cut all the nudity and sex scenes with her out of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's probably a good idea. That's uh, child <laughs> pornography. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> Goodness. And who, like, who didn't check her fucking birth certificate? Right. Is that not a requirement when you're an actor? Like, because... I don't know about you guys, but whenever I get a job, they always want my birth certificate. So, you know, is that not a requirement for an actor? I think it's I, for that reason, Lucas. I think they want to make sure you're of age in case you happen to, there's a need for you to do full frontal nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Considering where I work, I really sincerely hope not. <laughs> I hope not either. Note to self, don't go to that hospital. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, if uh, everyone's got their facts out of the way, we'll jump into the uh, I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up! Uh, Gates, since you're our guest, I will let you go first. What is your favorite scene from this movie? Oh, man. Uh, easily has to be one of the kills. I'm just not sure which one. Um... And just pick one off off top of your head. We're just modest I, folk around here. You don't have to impress us. We're already impressed. One, it'd probably be Mark's death. Um, he just fucking plants the axe in his face and kicks him down the stairs. That's so fucking like cruel. Come on, man. You don't have to do that to him. That was I. I, I hate to say this, but that. I did get a quite a bit of a laugh out of me watching him just tumble down those stairs. They really didn't have to do him like that. He should have lived. Yeah, or, I mean, if you're going to just bury that in his face, just let him be. You don't have to right. add <laughs> insult to injury. <laughs> That's such a good scene. Um, I think, Lucas, that was yours too, wasn't it? That was my favorite scene, yeah. And the I, when I was watching it, I got that uh, – you know how, um, shit, I've just forgot his name out of nowhere. When he goes on Conan and he plays that scene from the movie where the wheelchair. Oh, you talking kid, about Paul Rudd and Mac and me? Paul, yes. 
Paul Rudd Mac and me when he flies off the uh, the cliff into the water. That's mm. what I thought of immediately when I saw that. It, it does have some Mac and me vibes, doesn't it? It does. I was a little disappointed. Like they cut it off before he went all the way down the steps. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see like how far those steps went for one. Oh, right dude, now. I did too. I like. I wonder how. I wonder how far he rolls or how long he stays in the chair. Because <laughs> he was fucking still in the chair, like eighty steps down. Yeah, he's like, a true. You know, even in his dying breaths, he fucking held on. Yeah, it makes like it almost makes me wonder if like when he like he kills him, like he just wasn't grabbing onto those his wheelchair so tight that like he wasn't budging no matter what happened. Uh, Jason is the king of disrespectful kills, man. I oh, dude, you ain't kidding, man. Like he has no fucking remorse at all, and it it. Some of the, the kills throughout this series are just fantastic. I know. Wheelchair guy was about to get some buns from girl <laughs> who put was putting on her special silky panties. Mm-hmm. Which were worse than the ones that she... <laughs> that she was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like she after cut... that. In the movie after that, he shoots a lady with a harpoon gun. Like, holy shit, Jason. You do not have to go that hard, man. Oh, yeah, he does. I I just wish he had like a utility belt or like, uh, was that a where they put a quiver, which is like all kinds of different things he could use to kill people. It'd just be great, like a harpoon gun, like a fucking jackhammer, <laughs> the Native American version of Jason, with his <laughs> fucking quiver on his back. Yeah, like a pickaxe, a fucking uh, a steak knife, one of those like big forks you use to like grab meat from a grill uh do you mind if i i have to go afk for just a second i think my roommate just got home oh go right ahead man cool i'll be right back i'm sorry oh you're good um i think my my winner i kind of went a little more dramatic for mine but i picked uh the alice death scene in the beginning yeah i mean go ahead no i was gonna say like until I read why they cut her out of there because she wanted to stop acting because of her stalker. I was watching that. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to kill the girl that survived the whole, mm-hmm. you know, first movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it sets a, well, first off, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of suspect it's going to, something's going to happen by the scenery, like the way they're mm-hmm. shooting the movie. Like they, they do that where they kind of, the camera's watching her move throughout the house. But then, like, all of a sudden, what is that, an ice pick? This gets mm-hmm. put right inside of her head. Which, by the way, I don't know if you read that fact about that. The ice pick originally didn't retract right, so she was getting stabbed in the head by the prop ice pick. Oh, shit. No fucking wonder she didn't want to make any more movies. Like, make <laughs> movies, people are stalking me, coming into my house. I'm getting about getting stabbed in the fucking head with a fake ice pick. Um, but, I mean, like, I thought that scene, like, was pretty shocking considering that, like, you expect her to be in most of this movie. Right. Like, okay, you brought back the heroine from the first one, and then she's back, and, like, you're going to kill her off in the first ten minutes of the movie? Yeah. Where, where the fuck did he get an ice pick? You know, I don't know. It's it's just one of those ma- uh, movie magic moments where who knows where Jason gets half of his fucking weaponry from. Probably that shanty. I think it's Slashers R Us. 
<laughs> is that an official store? No, but we should make it one. Like, hey, are you a serial killer? Come on down. We've got ice picks. We've got knives. Chainsaws. Chainsaws. <laughs> uh, knives of all kind. Like, just think of the Bill Goodman's Gun and Knife Show, but, like, on a grander scale. Wow, there's a name I haven't heard in Ohio. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> like, don't. that scene, though, it just it kind of sets a precedent that, like, nobody is off limits in this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, anybody could die. So that's what I picked. Uh, but since uh, you and Gage both voted for the, uh, what's his name? Mark. Mark. Just getting that machete embedded in his head and taking the tumble down that flight of steps. We're going to go with that one. <laughs> the longest stairs of all time. The fucking stairs that Ace Ventura was doing the slinky down. I was half expecting like a mannequin to come fly, flying out of that wheelchair. <laughs> All right, well, we'll give it to that like one. the mannequin head to pop off. Yeah, or you see, like, just, like, it shakes. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, an arm pop off. Um, all right, uh, that uh, brings us to the I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough scene for the worst scene of the movie. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Uh, I think you and I are pretty much in unison for this one, but uh, I will let you go first. Yeah, it, so I have two of them that, I'm, that I didn't like. Um, so, you know, obviously we agreed on the one about uh, Vicky's death. It was the way it was filmed and how slow it was and just, like, trying to be dramatic. It was just, it was fucking stupid. You know, the view from behind the knife and... She's just standing there screaming instead of opening the door and running out. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, what I had in my mind was the uh, the scene from Scary Movie, where he's like, "Run, bitch, run!" <laughs> <laughs> um, when I see that, I think of um, Have you ever seen Troll Two? Uh, the the really bad horror movie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, amongst many. But uh, the scene that goes, oh, my God. That scene <laughs> where he just holds it, 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 it puts me in mind of that. Or even the Austin Powers scene where uh, yeah, where he's driving the thing. That steamroller. Like, and he's yeah. just like, <laughs> he could have easily gotten out of the way, but he didn't. Yeah. I th- that's You know what? I think that movie was actually making fun of this scene. I'm going to go with that. Um, and then the, uh, the other one was the, uh, the cop chasing Jason through the woods. I there was no reason to have that fucking fat dude running through the woods for like five minutes. It's seriously, and it just kept cutting to him like doing dramatic running. It, it it reminded me of the Office, like hardcore parkour, hardcore parkour. Oh, I've got I've got some thoughts on old Deputy Winslow coming up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just him running through the woods. It was just it was really unnecessary and it was dumb. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I, it seems like when he was running through the woods, it's like he, uh, like they can only get like two seconds of him running. And then like, they had to shut down the shot for the day. Like, all right, bring him back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) He pulled a quad over here. He's got to go ice it. And honestly, like when he goes chasing after him in the woods, like after like a minute, I just was said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get him next time. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, 
that that fat ass cop is not running after him through the woods for that long. It's just not happening. Uh, and he's fucking old too. Right. Like it wasn't he, just fat, he was old. He strikes me as a type. This is how I picture him when he's not on duty. He's probably he's probably maybe mid fifties, although we have found out in earlier eighties movies that uh you could be like portray or look like someone who's like 60 but then like be like 36 oh yeah yeah but i picture him he lives alone he's not Uh married he has a dog who's like just neglected like barely gets fed probably malnourished to an extent Mm -hmm. uh he probably (laughs) drinks like really cheap beer and he probably eats his dinners like probably spam out of the can Ugh. Or like TV dinners, so you know he's not in fucking peak physical condition. Do you think he drinks uh, one of our listener Joey's favorite beer, Bush Ice? Oh, uh, I I think that's too much for him. He's probably drinking like something like Schlitz. Oh God. Or, or Paps Blue Ribbon if he's really wanting to like class it up. Yeah. And then he, you know, he's like uh, sitting there on Sundays watching football, eating pizza, and cussing at the TV and. Throwing shit at the dog just because the dog's hungry. I don't even think he eats pizza. I bet he eats TV dinners on Sunday, like them Swanson Hungry Man's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's got a tray table right in front of the couch. Yeah, so pretty much, like, I bet his arteries are probably, like, trying to, trying to, like, breathe through, like, one of those uh, juice pack straws. <laughs> just ain't happening after a while. So he's just, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> Um, yeah, my worst scene of the movie is probably like Vicky's slow motion death simply because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, why, why are you not running? It's, it's, I get it. It's probably slow-mo and I use that effect a couple times in this movie, but the way it's shot, it's like she had more than ample time to get the hell out of there. Or at least try to move out of the way of the fucking knife because he's, hold, he's holding it by his head. It's not like you can't see the shit coming. Yeah, because she has enough time to throw her hands up and just, like, she stares at him for, like, a good two or three seconds. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know, that scene fucking irks me. And, like, when I was watching it last night, I actually paused the movie just so I could write this down. It's like, yep, that's the worst scene in the movie. Yeah. Although I do like uh, your take on... Uh, Deputy Winslow running through the woods. Yeah, it just <laughs> both those scenes are just they're too they're too long. Mm-hmm. Like if they had one cut of him just running through the woods and then getting to that cabin, okay. But fuck it, it, that it seriously went on for like two minutes. I as I was watching it, I kept going like, why are they still showing this man running? <laughs> well, I think they had to get it long enough to be a theatrical release because they had to cut so much of it out now. Like, all right, just get, which I, I looked up that actor's name too. His name is Jack Marks. <laughs> all right. That's what kind of podcaster I am is I fucking, like I find this shit out for people. Tell you what, man, that's good. Uh, that's good work. That's investigative work. Um, that's true. I think Gage is coming back. He He might. Uh, we may have to move on to the next category without him. All right. Well, since he loves this movie so much, we're not going to have him vote for the worst scene of the movie. Cause he loves them all. That's fair. All right. 
So we're we're in agreement then. It's probably Vicky's slow motion knife scene death. Yeah, yeah, unnecessary. All right, the King Kong ain't got shit on me award for the best line of the movie. King Kong ain't got shit on me. There really wasn't anything in here that was iconic enough that really stood out to me. Um, I do like Crazy Ralph, the guy that uh, when um, shit, I I'm not good with the names in this because I haven't seen this movie in such a long time. But the the lead camp counselor and his girlfriend slash assistant. Uh-huh. When, uh huh. When what was what's his name? You know, it's funny. We just watched this movie and we can't even fucking remember the names of the characters. I don't. I had to write all of them down. I. And even in like, I look, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I had to write them all down. I still didn't get them all down because I even have in my notes that uh, Crazy Ralph is the guy that when uh, the the head counselor uh-huh. and his girlfriend are making out in front of the door, like I swear he's probably watching it. Like he's the one that gets like Jason comes around the tree and wraps that I believe it's piano wire around his neck. Uh huh. But I I think he was beating off watching him make out. Oh, I'm sure he was. Uh, Paul was his name. Oh, the the can the, the counselor and uh, yeah. is it J- Jenny is the. Yep, Jenny. But it's spelled like a Jenny that we used to work with. Uh, look, I ain't got time for you to be talking about me on your podcast. Probably calls it a podcast. Podcast. But um. I I just kind of like the scene because I told the others they didn't believe me. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. Just because it's like, that's pretty much, that should be the tagline for every Friday the 13th movie. It's like. <laughs> I tried to tell you he was coming to kill you. Please, please listen to Crazy Ralph. He knows his shit. And he ends up getting killed beating off watching two people make out in a doorway. <laughs> Nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves it's to be like, strangled by just, being just, off to people making out. Just let the man finish first. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe it was a whole uh, dude from Kill Bill. Oh, uh, are you talking about David Carradine? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he. I don't know. Um, my best line is uh, when I let me look at these character names again because I. I really can't remember, but the guy gets strung upside down. Uh, Scott, I believe it's Scott, mm-hmm. gets like caught up in a trap, and the girl that he was spying on that was uh, skinny dipping, which is apparently a thing that everybody did in the eighties, especially when it came to horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, eighties horror movies they had to pack in as much violence and nudity as they possibly could. Yeah, it was like who could outgore and outfuck the other horror movies. Well, it's a horror movie trope of the '80s too. That like, if you see two people in the midst of a sex scene, they're probably getting killed. Man, what a way to go, though. You know, as much as I like it, I don't think that's a hell of a way to go. Is you know, in the midst of getting it on, getting a fucking axe buried in the back of your head. It's shit, you probably wouldn't even feel it. You may not. I don't know. I've Never had an axe buried in the back of my head. Uh, I hope not. No. Um, so so he gets strung up by the tree, and the girl walks over to him. And she says, don't go anywhere. And I just, like, I just cracked up just because that's such a dickhead thing to say when somebody's hanging from a tree by their ankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't go anywhere. 
That's like some shit that we would say to each other. You know what? Honestly, I if I were that girl, I wouldn't have went back for him anyways. Well, I mean, obviously, because she gets killed going back for him. But, I don't know, like, he took her fucking clothes, and, like, he's, he's trying to flirt like some people I noticed in high school used to flirt with, like, guys would flirt with girls. They would tr- just be super mean to them. Yeah. And, like, oh, well, being super mean is going to, uh, you know, get me, get this chick to fall for me or something. Well, maybe that was maybe that's the only game he has. Well, he well I well I guess he tried to be nice. He tried to dance with her, and she didn't want to, so he decided to dance with her dog. But then he yeah. also shot her in the ass with a slingshot. It's true. Well, Fuck. I mean, it it didn't happen for him. He got murdered before he got that ass. Yeah, well, I didn't like that guy anyways. I'm kind of glad he got killed. Well, perverts are kind of gross anyway. Mm. Even though we were just talking about the the crazy dude beating off, and we wanted him to be able to finish. <laughs> oh, they don't call me. They don't call me crazy, Ralph, for a reason. <laughs> I do this at least two times a week. <laughs> Thing I hate about them shutting Crystal Lake down is I don't get this anymore. <laughs> I just do it. And there's just an empty doorway. I just do it out of muscle memory. <laughs> for some reason. It wasn't Sap that was keeping him stuck to the tree. <laughs> He's here all day, folks. Don't forget to tip your weight staff. Um, we've rambled on. So what is your King Kong uh, nominee for best line of the movie? Just where she says, don't go anywhere to yeah. him. Oh, yeah, we did discuss that. See, we were just rambling on about Crazy Ralph beating off to the counselors. And I, I don't think Gage is coming back. I don't think so either. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, he said, fuck them guys. All right. Sorry, that I'm back. Oh, hey, he, he's back <laughs> right after I said, he probably said, fuck them guys. Um, Gage, we went ahead and did the uh, I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough scene for the worst scene of the movie. We didn't think mm-hmm. that you would want to nominate anything because you adore this movie and you don't have a worst scene. You would be correct. Uh, Lucas and I decided to uh, award that to the slow motion knife death of Vicky. Uh, you know, I'll give that to you. That's fair. And then um, the uh, we also did the King Kong and got shit on me award for the best line of the movie. Uh, we haven't awarded it yet, but I said uh, I told the others they didn't believe me. You're all doomed. You're all doomed from Crazy Ralph. Given that, the, yeah, I have to agree. I love that fucking, that line. Uh, Lucas and I decided that uh, when uh, Crazy Ralph is looking at Jenny and Paul in the doorway, we think he's beating off watching them. Oh, you think so? Yeah, and we, we also think that Jason didn't let him finish. Oh, man, that actually would be pretty true to Jason's character. Yeah, I was like, nope, not on my watch. <laughs> Jason is no nut November every day. <laughs> no, no kidding, right? Um, then Lucas, uh, would you like to go over your nominee? Yeah, uh, where uh, Scott gets hung up in the tree, and uh, I cannot remember the girl's name that walks up to him. The one he steals her clothes. Terry. Terry um, walks up to him and says, "Don't go anywhere." I just found I just found that hilarious. But uh, I don't know. I think it's the uh, the crazy Ralph line wins that one. Oh yeah, I I that was going to be mine. All right. Well, um, 
that brings us to the McLovin Award for the best supporting performance. And since you uh, wasn't able to give us your uh, nominees for the other categories, we will let you bat lead off for your nominee for the McLovin Award, which is the best supporting performance of the movie. I am McLovin. I think, um, truthfully, I think that the actor that played Mark kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you couldn't help. The thing about slasher movies is that you never care about the characters in them. And I really found myself caring about Mark and hoping that he'd live. But the poor guy just got a fucking axe to his face and kicked down some stairs. And I, uh, I really, that really hits me every time I see it, even though I laugh like a fucking maniac. He's also fucking very charming. Like, that Vicky is just, like, all over him. She's mm-hmm. throwing that ass at him, and he's, like, not... He's such a gentleman. He's like, I don't know what this bitch is trying to do. He's in training. <laughs> yeah, he ain't got time for that. And she even went so far as to put on that trash bag underwear to try to seduce him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he is your nominee, Gage? Absolutely. Uh, Lucas, who do you have for your McLovin nominee? Well, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, Tom McBride is the actor's name. And if you go to IMDb, the picture is him with the fucking machete in his face. <laughs> oh, is it? That's his profile pic on there? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah awesome. that's what I was showing you on here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like a it's a still frame from it. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Because everybody's kind of a bit player in this. Like, every actor is kind of... Nobody really has a prominent role until uh, the end when really Jenny does. Mm -hmm. Because the last, what, 20 minutes is her fighting Jason and running from him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess if I had to go with one... I mean, Ted cracked me up because he was just a drunk frat boy. And I have no idea what exactly he was doing in this is, movie is that the guy looks like uh who'd you say jack uh ted ted is he the guy who looks like uh that actor you you and brimmer yeah i don't he looks know like you and brimmer looks like oh but. he's been in a bunch of stuff he was in like train spotting and uh black hawk down you he has one of those faces i'll see if i can bring up a picture but he looks like he would be you and brimmer's like older brother <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> Jake. Rodney Brimmer. <laughs> um I actually have uh Mrs. Voorhees head is my nominee for the McLovin. Oh really? Because huh? that thing is like fucking like she is like the infinity gauntlet once Thanos gets all the stones. Like right. there's no stopping Jason now that he's got that head in there. He's a Can't killing machine. He's Betsy Palmer. <laughs> I mean, it's to the fact that when Jenny gets in there, like she's able to, Jason recognizes her sweater and is hypnotized by that sweater simply mm-hmm. because it's his mom's sweatshirt, which actually I will say being chased by a psychopath. I don't think that I would have thought of something that quickly to evade him killing me, so I'm gonna give Jenny some like bonus points for, <laughs> for just thinking. like, hey, real quick, I'm gonna throw on her sweater and just try to talk to Jason like I'm his mom. And like, it does she worked. have like a psychology degree? 
It's covered in fucking dried blood and cuts and shit. And I bet it smells like it just smells fucking god awful. It's probably Dude, been kidding. in that. It's five. That sweater's five years old. Right. It smells like patchouli. <laughs> I, I, it does not. I know it doesn't smell like Tide. Right. It's like, hey, could you throw a little Febreze on that? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Mrs. Voorhees' head because she plays a very prominent role, supporting, not the lead, and she's very integral to the story. There you go. That makes that makes sense. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. All right, Pamela's head. You know, good good actor. Yeah, she's she's like fucking Marlon Brandoing the shit out of that. I don't th- I don't think we can uh, send her head though, like a McLovin award, which would just be like a picture of McLovin. <laughs> like, who do I send right this to? to her on the shrine. Yeah, like hey, just hey, Jason, can you sit this next to your mom, please? Um, that brings us to the uh, so we're in agreement. It's Mrs. Voorhees' head. All yep. right. Um. The Eric Stoltz Award for the actor or actress that you would recast. Um, I'll bat lead off on this because Lucas and I discussed this briefly. Um, I would recast Jack Marks, who played Deputy Winslow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucas and I were talking briefly about his uh, athletic prowess. Not very good. (laughs) Yeah. And, And we were discussing that it seems like his running through the woods. Like, first off, I wouldn't have chased somebody for that long. And it seems like he runs in, like, two-second burst, and then, like, they have to, like, okay, we're done with you for the day, Jack. Just come back tomorrow. We'll finish off another running scene. (laughs) But I would recast him because it seemed like horror movies always cast some actor that at least people know or have seen in something before. I consider myself a bit of a movie whiz. I've never seen Jack Marks in anything. <laughs> I don't like they could have gotten at least some 70s character actor. It's been in a shitload of movies. Not to disrespect Jack Marks. Maybe he's a fucking uh, he's got like 80 titles under his belt, but like I don't know anything he's been in. So uh, get somebody like at least halfway halfway known to play that for like 10 minutes. Just one of those roles where, like, somebody will, hey, I'm going to be in this for 10 minutes. Give me my check. I'm going to go put this deposit down for a pool I'm building and be done with it. <laughs> Plus, I just don't like the guy. I was glad to see him get killed. Right. Um, Lucas, who do you have? Um, I would actually recast Vicky because there's got to be somebody during that slow-motion stabbing scene who can pull that off and actually act. <laughs> and also somebody that looks like they at least could buy underwear that doesn't look like it's a fucking trash bag. <laughs> somebody who doesn't change out of sexy panties to fucking granny panties when they're about to go to pound town. Yeah, I don't know what's or, going on with those. That looks like they look like that pewter color the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms used to be. <laughs> I was going to say rolling into pound town, but I don't know if that's controversial or not. Hey, you know what? Eight people listen to this and they've kind of get the gist of it by now. Lucas, I think you're good. That's true. Um, Gage, who do you have as the performer you'd like to see recast? Um, as much as I love, uh, Jason, um, I would probably recast him because, um, 
I, I really, really wish that Kane Hodder got his debut earlier. I love Kane Hodder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. Like, uh, Lucas and I were discussing briefly in a text message, like, thread yesterday about, uh, like, how he gets much bigger throughout the movie. Like, Jason's kind of thin and slender yeah. in this one. And then, like, he just becomes, like, just fucking jacked to the max. So we're just trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Well, you know what? We've got a category coming up next, so we'll save it for that. He gets wetter with the with each incarnation. Yeah, it's like he takes it. Daddy. Yeah, until fucking part eight where he's just drenched in water the whole movie. Well, that's because he lives in a sewer. with the. I, I wonder if the Ninja Turtles <laughs> ran into him. That'd be awesome. That'd Maybe he's Shredder. Oh, dude, what about that crossover, the Ninja Turtles versus Jason? There's oh, a comic, man. actually, where he where he teams up with uh, with Leatherface. That's not a joke. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, Jason versus Leatherface, and they actually become friends. It's fucking awesome. They show up at the movie theater, like grabbing a like they're sh- they're digging into a pizza and they're at a ball there's game. A bit, let me tell you about there's a face, there's a scene where uh, Leatherface goes home, like so they they initially fight because they're fighting over a, a person that who who's going to get the to kill the guy, mm-hmm. and Jason ends up killing the guy uh, because he knocks the uh, the chainsaw out of Leatherface's hand and he gets to kill the guy, but then he picks the chainsaw up and gives it back to Leatherface and they like bond over that and that shit's fucking awesome. I love that comic. They just became best friends. They did. They really did. Did they go do karate friends. in the garage? <laughs> I wish they did, man. <laughs> So, uh, what? So, when did that comic come out? Uh, I think it was the '90s. It was a Topps comic. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So they're fighting over a kill. Chainsaw gets knocked down. Hands the chainsaw to him. Best friends. Pretty much. And then they uh, they end up going back to the Sawyer household, where um, uh, Leatherface's brother calls him a name. I can't exactly remember what he called him, but I know it wasn't nice. And he runs upstairs crying, and Jason actually walks upstairs to console him. And it's fucking, I love that comic. <laughs> so Jason comes up there and cradles him because he's crying. Pretty much. He stands in the doorway, and he's like, hey, you want to come downstairs? He doesn't say anything, but it's fucking awesome. That is That's creepy it. and weird and something I never expected to hear that Jason was trying to console somebody that was crying. Isn't it fucking strange? I love it. Yeah, it's definitely strange. All right, so who are we nominate for the uh, this award? We never. I don't think we ever decided who who we we would recast. Uh, we'll we'll go with Gage's pick. Yep, I like that one too, because like right. I said, Kane Hodder is always going to be Jason Voorhees to me. Hell yeah, I won one. Well, that's what we do. We give our guests like. That's why we keep getting people coming back. Is they. Always there's that hope that they're going to win an award. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do around here. We offer up hope. (laughs) Um, The unsolved mysteries of the movie. Join me. Perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Uh, I had uh, one, but I think what we're getting ready to dive into is a much better question, so I'm just going to fucking throw it out there. Uh, What's Jason Voorhees' workout program like? I don't. Well, he's a he's a fucking zombie. Apparently, murdering people gives him like extra muscle. Well, I mean, nope. I, I'm just trying to figure out how you could be thin and slender, and then by 
you know, later in the series, you're just fucking jacked up. I don't know, man, running through the woods every day. He probably fucking catches and kills deer with his bare hands. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if he's got, like, some kind of makeshift wooden, like, like fitness center in the I woods. I would love to see Jason with a wooden bow flex. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, he's doing the ads for the total gym. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, you know, like Chuck Norris wanted too much money, so they just get Jason Voorhees, but it's him out mm-hmm. in the woods. It's like. You know, like he's taking like sticks and rope, and he's just like, he's like, I'm rip, rip, ripped. <laughs> That's so good, dude. We may have just created a Halloween themed like total gym ad for him. That's a uh, man. I I would kill and die to see that. I think we should make that happen. We should write total gym like, hey man, give Chuck Norris the day off. We got an ad for you. You can only run it once a year. But I think this is going to be golden. Boy, do we have an ad for you. This is, could also be like a Super Bowl ad. Oh, yeah. We could totally do that. Because I guarantee you, I am not the only person that has wondered how he gets so fucking just so big. Oh, not at all. Uh, that's such a funny question. I love discussing that. Well, what theories do you have? Uh, like I said, man, I think that he probably like like traps and hunts animals. I think he fucking just it, it goes full hunter gatherer mode. Cause it's not like he can go to a store. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm out of creatine mix again. I better run to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sir, you can't, the, you can't bring that machete in here. And the remake, it was kind of funny because he had like a fucking little farm system going on. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like lived in a lumber mill or something. There's no way that he didn't have livestock or something. That would, oh man, Farmer Jason would be so funny. Yeah, he's got a bow flex, and you see him like tending, <laughs> tending to a garden. Like you see him with like that lo- that big thick brimmed hat, and he's watering like flowers and shit. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. If they did like a, a a show on like Paramount Plus about Jason, that would just be it. It wouldn't be him killing anybody. It's just like, what does he do for the other like twenty plus hours of his day? Yeah, day to day life. That man. You see him get up and like the sun's kind of peeking through his curtains, and he stretches, <laughs> sun's peering <laughs> in, and like he goes and makes himself a cup of coffee, and he starts tending to his farm. And then he fucking hits the uh, wooden bow flex. Yeah, he's like, all right, let me get my workout in. You see him, like, do that thing where, like, when you work out, you like you kind of, like, flex your, your your bicep there. See how, like, oh, yeah, that's. You just hear him breathe out. Swole, 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 swole. <laughs> I, I think there's a movie that you guys might like if you haven't seen it. Um, kind of doesn't go along with this, uh, but it's it, – kind of touches on the same things that you that you guys have talked about. It's like part comedy, part horror movie. It's called uh, Behind the Mask, and um, it assumes that um, all of the slasher movies are real, mm-hmm. and um, they, uh, you know, that, that these things actually exist, and that, like, it's a career path that people do. So it's a fucking documentary about uh, a documentary crew following this, like, would be slasher killer around and him like setting up his first like 
essentially movie and shit. It's such a good movie. Huh. It's called Behind the Mask. All right. Let me look that up right now, see if it's on the old Netflix or someplace. <laughs> um, so my unsolved mystery is how the hell did Jason go from a scrawny kid in the lake to five years later, a grown-ass man? <laughs> so I can't solve that one for you. I'll let Gage handle this one. So there is a, a theory um, and a way that the that um, media has tried to explain it, but it's rickety at best uh, because there's still a lot of plot holes in it. Uh-huh. But when the, when the game came out, they had um, files that you could find in like the like hub world and stuff like that called the Pamela Voorhees tapes. And um, essentially what they were was they described um, Pamela who was looking for Jason for like a year, two years, you know, just incessantly looking for him. And um, eventually she had to, you know, through like manic episodes and depressive episodes and all kinds of shit. She ended up eventually having to give up, of course. But um, the theory um, basically states that Jason didn't actually die in like the 60s. And he actually um, managed to live and they just couldn't find him. So he had to live on his own in the woods. Hmm. But but that really kind of doesn't explain how Alice got attacked in the first movie unless it was like a hallucination, which it might have been, but, you know. Yeah. See, that's much better than anything I could have come up with. I was just going to say <laughs> movie magic. Right? That, that That's what it basically chalks up to at the end of the day. It's like, hey, or you just, know how they made those uh, dinosaurs in Jurassic Park? That's how Jason Voorhees ages five like <laughs> to a grown man. <laughs> Same thing. So he he must have aged in dog years, right? No kidding, right? Mm. Um, Gage, do you have any unsolved mysteries of the movie that we can maybe attempt to solve? Yeah, does Jason shit? <laughs> you know, I've never <laughs> thought of that, but I think I that so. I think that goes back to that whole uh, like Paramount Plus series. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah, day of the life. It's like he's got to make a doctor's appointment. Like I don't know, doc. Like I just can't. I just haven't had a bowel movement in three days. I think something's going on in there. <laughs> I've had a bowel movement in five years. Maybe that's why he's so pissed off and killing people because he just can't shit. It's just Maybe. irritating him. Yeah, that, it's like all this. It. It's just like all this killing's got me all bound up. I, I've tried everything. <laughs> I've, it's the equivalent of eating too much cheese. Yeah, like I've eaten. I'm getting more than enough fiber. I'm I'm working out. I got a a Bowflex. I got set up. <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I'm guessing he probably doesn't. Uh, but <laughs> Undead Jason obviously doesn't need to, but does like where? Cuz there's not a toilet in the shack. Maybe no, that's there what... was one actually. Was there? Oh yeah, yeah, they they show it in there. Oh fuck. Well, there goes that. Obviously, he just shit's there. I don't know, man. Have you seen the looks of that toilet? I don't. Well, maybe he's he doesn't have standards either. I mean, like for me, like well, I'm not shitting on that. Well, again, he can't go to the store and get like fucking like <laughs> he can't get like a, a fucking cleaner or anything like that because he can't walk into a Dollar General. I don't know, man. I don't know if you've seen those overalls. Them things look fucking brand new. They they do. They I look mean, them, fucking crisp. Them lead dungarees look like they had just gotten ordered out of the Sears catalog. 
He's going to shit on the nasty toilet, but, man, he ain't missing laundry day. Nope. Does not fuck around on laundry day. He gathers up all those quarters he finds in the woods. Yep, except he won't m- wash his mom's damn sweater. Right. Right. All right. Well, the last award that we have is the I'm the king of the world for who wins the movie. I'm the king of the world. It's basically the best part of this movie. Uh, Lucas, who wins this movie for you? Um, I think the whole Jason franchise wins this movie. Because mm-hmm. as Gage said earlier, it, it kind of spawned like a Jason can really do anything. He's adaptable. He can be, as you guys said, in New York. He can be in the sewer. He can be in the woods. He can, you know, be anything. So I think, and plus the marketing made this one of the most popular Halloween costumes over 40 years or I guess the third movie would have came out a couple of years later, right? So like mm-hmm. thirty some years. Mm-hmm. So I just think the whole franchise as a whole wins because of this movie. Yeah, uh, Gage, who wins this movie for you? I think the whole horror community wins this uh, wins this award because, man, I'll tell you, um, the fucking Academy might might hate horror movies, but we sure don't. Yeah, like uh, I think outside of Get Out, they haven't really they don't. It's kind of like uh, comedy to an extent. They just don't really like. Yeah. Nope. They just don't get it. There's no. There's no art to it for them. But like, that's not the truth. Right. Um, I say that the Jason Voorhees character wins this movie, and I say that because essentially this is the birth of like probably one of the the three or four biggest horror movie icons in the history of movies. Like we talked at the top of the show, like. Jason and Freddie and Michael Myers are pretty much synonymous with this time of the year. And yeah. I mean, hell, they've made, tw- you said 12 movies. They've made a comic bo- book series. He's got his own video game. There was a, actually, there was a Friday the 13th TV show that had nothing to do with Jason. It was just like, kind of like uh, one of those anthology series where they would just tell a different story each week. So. Right. I, I would say Jason Voorhees wins it just for that reason. He's an icon in the the movie industry at this point. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yep. All right. Well, then that's it. I, chalk one up for old Russ here. I win this one. So, <laughs> um, Do either one of you fine gentlemen have anything you would like to add before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. No, I think we pretty much covered everything that there was to cover on Friday the 13th Part 2. Unless, Lucas, you've got something. No, sir. All right. Well, Gage, it was a pleasure having you on again. Uh, As as always, it was a pleasure being here. Hopefully, uh, we don't ruin your cred with your show by you appearing (laughs) on this train wreck called the Couch Potato (laughs) Podcast. No. Well, we'll have to have you back sometime soon, man. Uh, Good choice. Uh, We had a lot of fun with this one. I mean... Like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, but this episode was fucking fun. Hell yeah. I'm glad to hear that. The episode was better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, come that, on, man. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, uh, that does it for this week. So uh, catch us next Monday. We'll see you guys later. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, recording out with Gage. Uh, Be sure to check out the Knights of Degradation podcast 
wherever you get your podcast. A really good show coming up next Monday. It's our one-year anniversary show, and we're going to do the Shawshank Redemption, which is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. So that ought to be a good one. So until next Monday, we will see you guys later. Bye, everybody.